Hey guys and girls, welcome, welcome to, to Single to Sealed. I'm Jerry, your host, and here with me is my co-host and wife, Brianna. As members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we have dedicated this podcast to helping fellow Christians navigate the treacherous waters of dating all the way to the winding roads of marriage. All are welcome in our podcast family, and we are so excited to have you here with us. Be sure to subscribe, follow, or favorite. Let's talk. Hello, Single to Sealed podcast family, and welcome back for another episode. We are, as always, thrilled to have you with us today for this topic. And today's topic is, as you read in the title, moving on after a breakup. Now, most of us in our dating years will go through some sort of breakup <laughs> in in all of our dating escapades, I guess you could say. Um, it's v- fairly common. I mean, there might be a few of you there that might escape the dating scene without ever having to go through a heartbreak. And you, my friend, are one of the lucky ones. But for all the rest of us suckers out there (laughs) who go through breakups, we have some tips for you today. Yeah, we're excited to bring some tips that we've brainstormed and feel that will be very helpful for you. But before we jump into that, we'd of course like to remind you to not forget to like, follow, subscribe, Um, Donate your soul to the (laughs) podcast. If this is something you haven't already done, we would surely appreciate it. We got a new review recently that was super awesome. So this is from Sarah, the seamstress. Thank you, Sarah. She says, I absolutely love this podcast. It has taught me so much that I wish I had known sooner. I'm about to enter the real dating world as I head off to college. And there is so much good advice in here that I hadn't thought about before. I definitely recommend this podcast to anyone at any stage in a relationship or if you aren't even in one. It's literally amazing and you won't regret listening. Thank you. That's an awesome review and we appreciate your support, Sarah. We really do. And every single one of those reviews we get, we, I don't know, get giddy every time we read them. It it makes us so excited and so enthusiastic to record more and more episodes for you guys. So please leave us a review and make sure to follow us on Instagram if you have an Instagram because we have a fun little community there and we like to do polls every once in a while and kind of chat and connect with you even more via Instagram. So be be sure to check us out there. Yes, and another way of something really cool here is because of all these episodes that you guys have been listening to and, and that support in those reviews, when you look up Christian Dating, on Apple Podcast, our our name and logo is almost like right the first thing that pops up. It's like the sixth podcast there. Yeah, you slide just barely over to the right and it's right there. So that's super cool. Super cool to see the podcast taking off like that. And like we always say, we can't do this without you. So thanks again. We love you guys. <laughs> okay, so we're going to jump right into our topic for today. We have a couple really great points and tips for how you can move on after a breakup. The first tip is to let yourself feel all the feelings. Let yourself feel that sadness. It's okay to mourn the loss of what could have been and what was. And it's very natural to feel loss and to feel all those ranges of feelings that happen after a breakup. Uh, You know, the whole, um, I guess, psychology phrase that they have, which is DABDA, which are the stages of loss to acceptance. And it's like denial, anger, bargaining, depression and acceptance. It's very natural for you to go through all of those stages when you're going through a breakup. And it's totally fine for you to let yourself feel each one of those steps. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I think that 
many of us have been in that situation and know and know exactly how bad it really does feel mm-hmm. and all the things that are going through your mind and it can be really difficult to navigate that and that's surely the reason why we're why we're going through these points today yeah there's a quote that i really love that is if you could love the wrong person that much imagine how much you can love the right one And I think that's a really powerful quote because sometimes after a breakup, we're like, but I felt like he or she was the one and I felt, you know, like I was drawn to this person and it was meant to be and I just loved them so much. How could I love someone so much if they weren't the right person? I know a lot of times we feel that way. And just remind yourself, how cool is it that you could love the wrong person that much? Now, just imagine how much you're going to love the person that is right for you and that does work out with how strong your love will be for them. All right, so moving on to point number two. You should stop talking to your ex. (laughs) Even if it was a decent breakup, a clean break is always best if you want to be able to move on, guys. And this step is especially important if it was an unhealthy relationship, an abusive one, or even a toxic one. Yeah, and if it does fall into the lines of being an abusive or toxic relationship, if you need to take certain measures to help have that clean break, like changing your phone number or blocking them or whatever steps you need to take to make that clean break happen, do it. Now, if it was a good breakup and, you know, you might want to message them just to check up on them every once in a while, that's your decision if you want to do that. But our advice is if you want a nice clean break and to be able to move on, I guess you would say quicker or more healthily, I would say, usually the clean break is the best option so that you can try to kind of get that closure yourself and and tie things up on your end and be able to move on. And I also think that this requires judgment because it's not super common for people that we break up with, that we've been together um, intimately or romantically for a while to end up just being really good friends. And that's unfortunate because, you know, it would be nice, <laughs> but it's just you can't really go back. You can't really go back after sharing some of those emotions and feelings. Now, I can say that that's, again, not always true. Some people do keep that friendship and and this lasting bond um, with somebody that they were in a romantic relationship with. So we're not going to completely discredit that, but do use this to your discretion. We would definitely recommend in most cases that you just kind of break break that tie Give yourself that space and that closure that you need. And after you feel like you're in a better place, maybe then's a better time to reach back out to them someday and ask how they're doing if you so feel inclined. Yeah. And that leads us right into our next point, which is do not stalk them on the Internet. <laughs> so if you are friends with them on Instagram or Facebook or any social media, after the breakup is not the time for you to spend hours scrolling through their social media, scrolling through pictures you have with them, reminiscing constantly about it, and just wondering what they're doing and just, you know, basically becoming a little bit obsessive about it. That is so unhealthy for you in your healing to just spend all that time just stalking them <laughs> and making your entire world revolve around them. So a good thing to do would maybe just to be to unfollow them or if you don't want to completely unfollow them you can mute them on your social medias uh, you can unfollow them on Facebook so you don't have to unfriend but that way you don't see any of their posts popping up and that can help you have that clean break that we're talking about and be able to take a step back and heal yourself yeah I would say that uh, it it can be definitely difficult uh, especially for the person who uh, was the one who was broken up with 
because maybe you haven't come to those terms as fast as another person. Somebody might spring with you, spring on you this idea that they have been feeling this way for a while or however it may be, and it's decided it's time to break up. I think uh, in most of my experiences with the breakup where somebody broke up with me, that's how it felt. You know, I wasn't quite as, as prepared, and so I think the break was a little bit harder. It's different for everybody, um, but this definitely applies to, to both sides. Yeah, and that leads us right into our next step, which is don't let your feelings of sadness or heartbreak put you in a tailspin. Do not let the sadness become who you are. For example, put you into depression or make you feel like you're not worth anything or feel just rejected. It's really great to remember in these cases that you did everything you could. If you truly applied yourself to this relationship and gave it your all, that's why you love them so much is because you put so much work into the relationship. And that is a good thing. That means that you are capable of loving and you are capable of going deep and you are capable of being vulnerable and making those connections. And that's something that should be applauded. And it's so cheesy, but that quote that is, it's better to have loved and lost than not loved at all. It's so true though. And you can pat yourself on the back and congratulate yourself on making that effort and really putting yourself out there. And don't let that sadness drag you too far down recognize that the rejection from that person or the reason this relationship didn't play out has zero to do with your value or your worth as a person. I mean, this is uh, almost uh, perfect advice for me. If, if this was someone, if this is something I was listening to when I was dating, I have mentioned this before in the podcast that I always took breakups or um, even people that I stopped dating after a little while that even weren't necessarily official, very, very hard. And I always just kind of put it back on me. And maybe that's just how it played out for me. In most cases, I was always the one being broken up with versus me bringing up with somebody or um, choosing not to date somebody. And so I just carried this idea of, man, I'm not I'm not going to find love. I'm just getting older and I can't I just can't find someone. <laughs> they just keep leaving me behind when I feel like things are going well or, or in some cases, maybe not. But I'm trying to work it out, but they no longer want to. And it's just really important, like Brianna says, that we're focusing on not placing our worth somewhere where it's um, where it's not, because our worth it belongs very high up, and our worth comes from God, and it's something that isn't just going to be changed because of our dating experience. Okay. Our next piece of advice for you is to take time to reflect on what you learned about yourself from this relationship and from this breakup. If you are not already keeping a dating journal like we recommended quite a few episodes ago, we highly recommend you start now during this breakup. Keep a journal about your breakup. Make a pros and cons list of the relationship and be honest with yourself about it. And remind yourself in your journal and as you're writing and as you're thinking about this relationship why it ended. And just really just spill your feelings out in this journal. This is your way to kind of have a therapeutic or a cathartic outlet to let everything out on the page. It can be very soul cleansing to do so. Yeah, I think often uh, we're afraid of the word failure. Failure has an, a negative connotation. You know, failure, I feel like it's just part of something that, that failed. So you're not a failure, but maybe the relationship was a failure. And it's okay to to recognize that. Because when, when, when we fail or when we fall or 
when things don't always go our way is the best way for us to grow and to learn. And so, you know, just like Brianna says, taking this information that we got from this dating experience in a healthy way and truly, honestly trying to reflect on what's what's being done and not just writing, they did this, they did this, and they did this, and I didn't like this. Think about what what you could have done differently. Because in, in almost all the cases, you know, the, the breakup ends up needing to be mutual. I love what you said there. And to kind of piggyback on that, I was actually watching Liv Talley's Instagram stories today. And she shared something that I really loved. She was talking about how when we are going through a personal growth, which a breakup very well can be a personal form of growth that we have, that it's painful. It's not easy. Growing as a person is not easy. And that first step especially is so painful. And that's how it can be when you're coming out of a breakup. A lot of growth happens when you're leaving a relationship and having to readapt to being single and to learning more about yourself and and change kind of your future plans that you had in your mind. Because we all know when you start dating someone, you start planning your whole future with that person, whether you want to or not, it just happens naturally. And so through this whole kind of world change that you're having with this breakup, this is a time of growth and it's going to be painful. Remind yourself that, but embrace that pain and understand that you're not alone in that and that the most beautiful things sometimes come from the most painful experiences. I know some of my favorite things that I've learned about myself and the growth that I've had have come from the most painful experiences I've had in my life. And I'm sure if you do some reflection, you'll realize the same thing goes for you. All right, so point number six, it's really important that we are taking care of ourselves after a breakup. When we're feeling this hardship, when we're feeling this depression, this is a time for us to develop bad habits. So, you know, if we're having a normal exercise routine, we may stop that routine. If we're eating really well, we may start eating more, more junk food. We may just curl up in a ball and stay in our bed and watch Netflix and not chill, <laughs> just Netflix and depress. And that's not what you want to do. It's important that we're continuing to hang out with our friends and trying our best to keep our normal routine so that we can maintain healthy patterns. Yeah, and that's not just because we don't want you to be unhealthy or have, you know, a lapse of time to be a little sad, but it's because this is going to help you overcome that pain and that sadness. Because if you stop all the things that make you feel good, like getting those natural endorphins from exercising and, and making those you know, friendships and having good connections with people around us that help keep us afloat. If you cut all those things out of your life at the same time as losing someone that was a significant other of yours, it's going to make it 10 times more difficult. So what we should do is keep our normal routine, keep our normal schedule, and then all those times that we would usually fill hanging out with our significant other, we need to find other things to put in that place. Like if every Tuesday night you went bowling with with Sophie. Okay, now every Tuesday night, you need to find something else to do. Like maybe you go golfing with your friends, or you go see a movie with your mom, even if it's your mom, just find something good that will make you feel full and happy that you can put in place of those moments that you would normally have. Also, it's good to remember that in a relationship, we're getting all of these love hormones like oxytocin. And so the reason that we encourage you to continue to 
hang out with friends and make those connections is because you need to fill that void and that lack of all those love hormones and oxytocin you're getting with other connections that will make you feel loved. So this isn't the time to cut out your friends and cut out your family. This is the time to spend more time with them and to seek deeper connections with those around you that truly do love you. And I know this can be easier said than done. If anybody's ever really been depressed, it's not that easy just to do the things you normally do because when you're depressed, you just don't want to do anything that you normally do. Nothing feels nothing feels comfortable and nothing feels enjoyable and you just feel like you can't stop feeling bad. And so this is something to kind of push yourself through to keep doing this routine, you know, looking for ways to remind yourself, you know, I felt joy doing this. I felt joy doing this before. You know, the reason I feel this way is because I'm feeling hurt because of this situation. And, you know, that kind of gives us power over our feelings to, to know, like, it's not these things that aren't good. I still like them. I know I do. It's just the way I'm feeling right now is difficult. And I think that if we can process that, that might be a, a good way to navigate our depression. And if you have someone in your life that can help keep you accountable and can help keep you on the right path of getting out and seeing the sun and doing things that you love, that's really important. And to branch out and connect with those people and have at least one person in your court that will let you just rant and talk about this relationship and this breakup you're going through, that's so important to have someone that will be a listening ear and also someone who's going to encourage you to continue to move forward. Find that person and hold tight to them. And moving on to our final point here we're going to talk about closure (laughs) we don't always get the closure that we want in a lot of situations you may break up with somebody and it might not be the best breakup and you know maybe the best way to go about breaking up is the idea for another podcast (laughs) (laughs) but um, for the sake of this you know you don't know how your breakup is going to end and while somebody may feel closure while they're breaking up with you, you know, the other person may not be receiving that or or vice versa. And that might also give them a reason to try to keep the other person around or or continue to reach out to them because you're hoping that you can get closure, you know, more reasons to talk to them or maybe not even looking for closure, ways to get them to stay. It's really important that we realize closure is something that you might just have to find on your own, that you can't just rely on the other person to give you that closure because again it might not come specifically the way that you might think yeah and for lack of a better phrase don't get stuck in the closure rut you know of that like you were saying always trying to reach out to them because you're like maybe maybe they feel the same or maybe they didn't mean it or I still need to hear it from their lips in this exact phrase for me to know that they've moved on or you know, different things like that, that can cause you to, to linger and to stay in a relationship without being in that relationship. Don't stay in the relationship longer than you need to. If it's broken up, that means the relationship is over. And that's the time for you possibly to find that closure just on your own. And you are strong enough to do that. You are, you are strong, you are capable, you are worthy, you are loved. And you can find this closure on your own. You don't need someone else to tell you that. You don't need someone else to tell you that you're beautiful and worthy. And you don't need that person to tell you that you're important and worth loving. And that's what you need to remind yourself is that I am worth worth more than this, than this heartbreak and this sadness. And I will find that joy. Um, Just to kind of tie it back to one of my experiences, I dated a guy my last year of high school and um, into like my first year out of high school. We were really good friends and it kind of formed into a kind of weird friendship slash relationship. 
And when things ended, and they ended pretty badly with him finding another girl to date and kind of leaving me to the wayside. (laughs) And so I lost a best friend and a significant other, it felt like, at the same time. And it was super painful for me. And I remember reaching out to him after the breakup and telling him, you know, I want to fix this, even if it's just us being friends. Like, I I need you back in my life. I was like, I want to fix our relationship. And he said, why fix something if it isn't broken? And after that, he would never talk to me again. And I felt so much, I felt so hurt. Like I had never received that closure because we never really talked about what had happened, which led to like the dissolving of our friendship slash relationship. And he had been my best friend for almost two years leading up to that. And so it was a really hard loss for me to take. And it took a lot of time for me to heal from that. And I actually ended up going on a mission about eight or nine months after that. And that helped me give me more time to heal. But I took a while to come back from that heartbreak. And I had to find that closure on my own because he was not willing to ever talk to me about it and have like a real conversation. And there is strength in overcoming something like that on your own. And you can do it. It is possible. Um, I did overcome it. I did heal my broken heart. And I met my wonderful husband that I married to today. So there is that joy and that light at the other end of the tunnel. And I never would have met my husband if I would have kept on lingering and lingering and waiting around for the person who broke my heart to come back and fix it. So you are strong enough to do that on your own. It can be difficult to to really have somebody who you feel like is your friend and then you lose them. And I think that's uh, just a common experience with a lot of breakups because somebody who you're dating and you, you know, I guess you really like or you even love does become somebody who's your friend. And when you marry somebody, they pretty much just become your best friend. <laughs> and and losing that that part of your life can be difficult. It's not always about the love and the romance. It's just about that connection and that trust that you had with somebody that is a void that needs to be filled. And that will come come in time. That definitely will come in time. And that void doesn't always need to be filled with another person, honestly. I absolutely love that. We're not waiting around for another person to complete us. We are complete as we are. Or we're looking around for someone to compliment us. There's a huge difference between completing and complimenting. And if we remind ourselves of that as well, we didn't lose our other half of our souls or something. We just lost a potential compliment to our lives. And just like any wonderful compliment or great seasoning you can put on your favorite steak, there's plenty of options out there. And I know that's hard to hear in the moment of the breakup, but it's true. And you will find your perfect seasoning. Now to kind of tie things up, I just want to remind you guys again that this pain will fade and time really does heal most wounds. I love the Taylor Swift quote from the song 15, where she says, time can heal most everything and you just, you might find who you're supposed to be. Uh, And that's so true. And looking back on my life, I have been able to recognize that the pain did help me become who I was supposed to be. And time does heal a lot of wounds and it will heal this one for you if you're feeling heartbroken right now you will be happy again so when you are happier and you are ready to take that next step back out there into the dating scene that's beautiful and wonderful and that timetable is going to be different for everyone but don't let this heartbreak keep you from finding your one in 7.674 billion So I hope you guys enjoyed this content today and just remember that your worth is is 
immeasurable. And if you find yourself in a position where you're breaking up with somebody, don't lose hope because there's surely somebody who is out there for you. And I just wanted to wrap up with one last quote. And this one is from a talk that's called He Healeth the Broken Heart. And it says, I wish to give assurance that there is a sure cure for heartache, disappointment, torment, anguish, and despair. The psalmist said, He healeth the broken heart and bindeth up their wounds. The healing is a divine miracle, and the wounds are the common lot of all mankind. And in Revelations 21.4 it says, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. If we're feeling like we can't find that solace and that love and that comfort anywhere, we can always find it in the Savior, and He truly can heal all our wounds. So don't be afraid to turn to Him in prayer and reach out to God and look for that comfort, because He cares about your broken heart and He will give it to you. If you enjoy Single to Sealed, be sure to invite your friends to help our podcast family grow. If you haven't subscribed, followed, or favorited, be sure you do so you don't miss out on any of our great content. Thank you for joining us today as we help you move one step closer to sealing the deal. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.